0: Friends, listeners, hello. Welcome to the Voice of Love broadcast, where we can experience God's love and start on a new journey. I am your host, Catherine Mills. Today, we'll be sharing with you some recitations of God's words. This program will air at the same time every week. If you'd like to enjoy more inspirational programming, please check out the Church of Almighty God website at www.holyspiritspeaks.org. At the beginning of our program, let's listen to a hymn, God Puts His Hope Completely on Man.
1: Creatures, all living things, it's only mankind who words can bring and talk with God, converse with God. Since his For just one offering, the heart of man, that he may cleanse and equip it and make man satisfying and loved by God, man satisfying. Listening and eyes that see ideas and language, a will that's free. Man can hear God, can walk with God, he can know God's will, accept. His task, and God desires man, wants man for his. Like mine. God would make man love him, shun evil and revere him. This one thing he's awaiting since old. His management God has been waiting For just one offering The heart of man That he may cleanse and Equip it and make man Satisfying and loved by God Man satisfied
0: We'll be sharing with you a recital of God's words. So please keep listening.
2: The Work in the Age of Law The work that Jehovah did in the Israelites established among humanity God's earthly place of origin. His sacred place where He was present. He confined His work to the Israelite people. At first, He did not work outside of Israel. Instead, He chose a people He found suitable in order to restrict the scope of His work. Israel is the place where God created Adam and Eve out of whose dust Jehovah made man. It is the base of His work on earth. The Israelites, who are the descendants of Noah and of Adam, were the foundation of Jehovah's work on earth. The significance, purpose, and step of Jehovah's work in Israel were to begin His work on earth, gradually spreading to other nations from its center in Israel. This is the principle according to which He works throughout the universe. To establish a model, then broaden it until all people in the universe have accepted His gospel. The first Israelites were the descendants of Noah. These people only had the breath of Jehovah and could take care of the basic necessities of life But they did not know what kind of a God Jehovah was, nor did they know His will for man, much less how they should revere the Lord of all creation. Adam's descendants did not know what rules and laws they must obey or what work the created must do for the Creator. All they knew was that the husband must sweat and labor to provide for his family and that the wife must submit to her husband and perpetuate the race of humans that Jehovah created. In other words, this people had only Jehovah's breath and his life, but did not know how to follow God's laws or how to satisfy the Lord of all creation. They understood far too little. So although there was nothing crooked or cunning in their hearts, and though they seldom had jealousy and strife, they did not know or understand Jehovah, the Lord of all creation. These ancestors of man knew only to eat what Jehovah made, to enjoy what Jehovah made, but they did not know to revere Jehovah they did not know that they should worship Him on bended knee. How could they be called His creatures? And so, were not the words, Jehovah is the Lord of all creation, and He created man as an expression of Himself to glorify Him and represent Him, spoken in vain? How can people who do not revere Jehovah be a testament to His glory? How can they be expressions of His glory? Do not Jehovah's words, I created man in My image, then become a weapon in the hand of Satan, the evil one? Do these words not then become a mark of humiliation to Jehovah's creation of man? In order to complete that stage of work, Jehovah, after creating mankind, did not instruct or guide them from Adam to Noah. It was not until after the flood that He formally began to guide the Israelites who were the descendants of Adam and of Noah. His work and words in Israel guided the lives of all the people across the land, showing them that Jehovah was not only able to blow breath into man so that he had life, and was resurrected from the dust and made a creature of God, but could also scorch mankind with flames and curse mankind, using his rod to govern mankind. So, too, did they see that Jehovah could guide man's life on earth and speak and work among them by day and by night. He did the work only so that His creatures might know that man came from dust picked up by Him, that man was made by Him. Furthermore, the work He began in Israel was meant so that other peoples and nations who in fact were not separate from Israel, but had branched off from the Israelites, yet were still descended from Adam and Eve, might receive the gospel of Jehovah from Israel, so that all creatures in the universe would revere Him and hold Him to be great. Had Jehovah not begun His work in Israel, but instead having created mankind, let them live carefree lives on the earth. Then, because of man's physical nature, nature means that man can never know the things he cannot see. That is, that he does not know that Jehovah created mankind, let alone why he did so. He would never know that Jehovah created mankind and is the Lord of all things. If Jehovah had created man and placed him on the earth as his enjoyment, then simply dusted off his hands and left, rather than leading among man for a period of time, then all humanity would have returned to nothingness. Even the heaven and earth and all things that he created, including all humanity, would have returned to nothingness and been trampled upon by Satan. And so Jehovah's wish that He should have a place to stand on earth, a holy place among His creations, would have been shattered. So instead, after God created mankind, He guided them in their lives and spoke to them, all in order to realize His desire to achieve His plan. God's work in Israel was meant only to execute the plan He had set in place before His creation of all things. And therefore, His working first among the Israelites and His creation of all things were not at odds with each other, but were both for the sake of His management, His work, and His glory deepening the meaning of His creation of mankind. He guided the life of mankind on earth for 2,000 years after Noah, during which He taught them how to revere Jehovah, the Lord of all things, taught them how to conduct themselves and live their lives, and most of all, how to act as a witness for Jehovah, obey Him and revere Him, and to praise Him with music like David and his priests. God create-
3: supplies mankind
2: Wherever
0: God appears, there exists the truth, the way, and the life. You're currently listening to our broadcast, The Voice of Love. If you'd like to enjoy more delightful programming, please check out the Church of Almighty God website at www.HolySpiritSpeaks.org. You can also email us at info at almightygod.church or Call our Gospel Hotline at
2: 1-347-422-1980. Before the 2,000 years during which Jehovah did His work, man knew nothing, and almost all degenerated to the depth of promiscuity and corruption that preceded the Flood. Their hearts were devoid of Jehovah, let alone His way. They never understood the work Jehovah was going to do. They lacked reason, much less knowledge, like living, breathing machines, ignorant of man, God, the world, and life alike. On earth they engaged in much seduction, like the serpent, and said many things that were offensive to jehovah but because they were ignorant jehovah did not chastise or discipline them after the flood when noah was 601 years old jehovah formally appeared to noah and guided him and his family leading him the birds and the beasts that survived the flood and his descendants until the end of the Age of Law, a total of 2,500 years. He was formally at work in Israel for 2,000 years, and the period for which he was at work both in Israel and outside of it was 500 years, which together makes 2,500 years. During this period, he instructed the Israelites that to serve Jehovah They should build the temple and wear priests' robes and walk barefoot into the temple at dawn, lest their shoes sully the temple and the fire be sent down on them from the top of the temple and burn them to death. They carried out their duties and submitted to Jehovah's plans. They prayed to Jehovah in the temple and after they were inspired by Jehovah. That is, after Jehovah had spoken, they led the people and taught them they should revere Jehovah, their God. And Jehovah told them that they should build the temple and the altar, and at the time set by Jehovah, that is, on Passover, they should prepare newborn calves and lambs on the altar as sacrifices to serve Jehovah so as to restrain them and put reverence for Jehovah in their hearts. Whether they obeyed this law would be the measure of their loyalty to Jehovah. Jehovah also set the Sabbath day for them, the seventh day of His creation. The day after that He made the first day, a day for them to praise Jehovah, to offer Him sacrifices and to make music for Him. On this day, Jehovah called together all the priests and divided the sacrifices on the altar for the people to eat, so that they could enjoy the sacrifices offered to Jehovah. And Jehovah said that they were blessed and had a part with Him, and that they were His chosen people, which was Jehovah's covenant with the Israelites. This is why, up to this day, the people of Israel still say that Jehovah is only their God and not the God of other peoples. During the Age of Law, Jehovah laid down many commandments for Moses to pass on to the Israelites who followed him out of Egypt. Jehovah gave these commandments to the Israelites which were unrelated to the Egyptians, and they were meant to restrain the Israelites and were His requirements for them. Whether one observed the Sabbath, whether one respected one's parents, whether one worshiped idols, and so forth, these were the principles by which one was judged sinful or righteous. Whether one was struck by Jehovah's fire or stoned to death, or received Jehovah's blessing was determined according to whether one obeyed these commandments. Those who did not observe the Sabbath were stoned to death. Those priests who did not observe the Sabbath were smitten by Jehovah's fire. Those who did not respect their parents were also stoned to death. This was all commended by Jehovah. Jehovah established His commandments and laws so that as He led their lives, the people would listen to and obey His word and not rebel against Him. He used these laws to control the newborn human race, to lay the foundation for His work to come. And so, because of the work that Jehovah did, the first age was called the Age of Law. Though Jehovah spoke much and did much work, He only guided them positively, teaching these ignorant people how to be human, how to live, how to understand Jehovah's way. For the most part, the work He did was intended to allow the people to observe His way and follow His law, and to work on people who were shallowly corrupted. It was not concerned with the transformation of disposition or the growth in life. He was only concerned with using laws to restrict and control the people. For the Israelites at that time, Jehovah was merely a God in the temple, a God in the heavens. He was a pillar of cloud, a pillar of flame. All Jehovah required them to do was obey what people today know as His laws and commandments, one could even say rules, because Jehovah's work was not meant to change them, but to give them more things that man ought to have, to tell them from his own mouth, because after man was created, man knew nothing about what he ought to possess. And so Jehovah gave man the things he ought to possess for his life on earth, made the mankind that he had led surpass their ancestors, Adam and Eve, because what Jehovah gave them surpassed what he had given Adam and Eve in the beginning. Regardless, the work Jehovah did in Israel was only to guide humanity and make humanity recognize their Creator. He did not conquer them or change them, merely guided them. This is the sum of Jehovah's work in the Age of Law. It is the background, the true story, the essence of His work in Israel, and the beginning of His 6,000 years of work to control mankind by Jehovah's hand. Out of this came more work in His 6,000-year management plan.
0: God's words nourish our lives and cleanse our hearts. They bring us abundant love and inspiration, and they encourage us to always forge ahead. Next, let's listen to our last song for today,
4: God created humanity, placed them on the earth, and led them to the present day. He served as a sin offering, and through this he saved man. In the end he still must conquer. Restore man To his original state Since the beginning This is the work That he has engaged in He will establish his kingdom Restore his authority Upon the earth As well as man's state He will restore authority among all he created corrupted by satan man has lost his heart his god-fearing heart That God's creature should have had from the start He's become God's enemy Living under Satan's orders and domain God lost man's obedience and fear And his work can't be done among them restore his authority upon the earth as well as man's stay. He will restore his authority
0: Well, friends, that's it for our program today. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to enjoy even more music videos, recitations of God's words, choral works, musicals, stage plays, and gospel films, please visit the Church of Almighty God website at www.HolySpiritSpeaks.org You can also email us at info at AlmightyGod.Church or Call our Gospel Hotline at 1-347-422-1980. May God bless us. See you next time.